If you like growing food, then you might like eating food. And if you like eating food, then you might like cooking food. Well, go check out the first season of Backyard Kitchen available on Tubi for free. Available on all smart TVs and online. That's T-U-B-I. All free. First season of Backyard Kitchen. The Minisodes are back with a new series. We are going to talk about saving money in your gardens. That's right. Who doesn't want to save some money? Right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast, starting seeds to save money. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your host, Ben in Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, everybody. If you'd like to help support the show, check out the Patreon's link is below. Uh, we have a new episode every month just for you. And one of the mini-sodes is just on Patreon as well. So you get two extra episodes a month. And um, check out our store to buy any kind of shirts, mugs, or water bottles. Yeah, check out Batavia's shirt. It's dope. I like it. So, um, <clears throat> starting seeds. What do you think? Uh, remember the story that this is maybe last year before last when my great aunt thought I was buying all of the plants I was putting into my garden? Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I'd be in the poorhouse if that was the case. Like, based yeah. on the size of my garden now, I mean, the vast majority I had to start, I did and had to start from seed. Um, so, I'm here for well, it. I want to, before we even, like, really dig into this at all, I know everybody's like, man, we talk about saving seeds a lot. We're going down a different path today. Mm-hmm. So, just let's ride this roller coaster with me. So, we got 20 minutes. And we're not just going to talk about, hey, stick some seeds in some dirt and start it because it can save some money. There's a lot more to it. All right. <laughs> so <clears throat> why are you laughing for? That voice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, when we, you know, we start seeds in the wintertime. A lot of people do. So we're all set up for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But do you start seeds in the summertime? I have been trying to. But what kind of seeds are you starting? Well, I'm starting most times, and by most times, I mean the last two years, starting things <laughs> to plant and for fall plantings, right? right? So during the summer, I'm still inside starting seeds for fall plantings. But I mean, I think, is it is the term starting seeds, is that synonymous with you're not direct sowing, that you are taking a space and saying, I'm going to put seeds in a pot? Or some, you know, seed holder, and then we're going to basically transplant those. That's understood, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it doesn't necessarily have to be into a pot. It can be direct sowing. Okay. I mean, you know, and we've we've done the episode, and we released it was a patron only episode, and we released it for everybody to hear about seedling seedling prices this year. Mm-hmm. So just imagine like if you and I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that could be listening to this who did their whole garden that way. Yeah. And if you go look at a pack of seeds, you know, you know, the argument it's three ninety nine for a pack of seeds on a high end and you get 100 mm-hmm. seeds. So it's 100 plants. So, you know, you can do the math. 
But when the summer comes, you know, a lot of people are starting their tomatoes and peppers and stuff during the winter. But when the summer comes, I think it falls flat on some people, including myself at times, that there's a whole nother aspect of starting seeds that we can do mm-hmm. because we already have all the equipment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're starting seeds, you already have everything. Mm-hmm. So why not use it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think you convinced me to get on board. I think it was 2020. When it came to, maybe we were in July, June or July. It was like our second conversation ever. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> all right, let's turn those lights back on. You mm-hmm. know, let's, let's get prepared. And, you know, really, while we talked about um, the sky high prices for some seedlings, like when you're buying transplants, while there's some that are more reasonably priced, a lot of them are still super high. We talked about that in the spring going into like summer both for spring crops and summer crops but it's for my area it's pretty hard to find um seedlings when you get to kind of later in the summer going into like preparing for your fall garden um so you got to kind of consider that it's i mean my area isn't like every area right you know maybe more popular to have those transplants available for sale um but i absolutely believe if you um have the setup Let's save some dollars, man. <laughs> Let's spend yeah. that money somewhere else or not at all. Well, and I mean, you can take it a step further. So like one thing I plan to do this year is so on on the Patreon page last year, I posted an article about I believe it was New York State. They do mm-hmm. all of their planting of their perennials and flowers and stuff in the fall. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I did that this year. Um, I did that last fall. Okay. Let me get it right in my head. And so when I did it, I came back out and I noticed like everything is like, it looks more established the mm-hmm. first year, mm-hmm. right? So then I said, okay, there's not a whole, whole lot that I start in the fall for the fall. I mean, I start a lot, but I have a lot of room. Mm-hmm. So how can I make up the difference? Well, I can start my perennials in the summer get them nice and strong mm-hmm. and then plant them all out in to in the the fall. So that whole season I'm using my whole setup appropriately. Yeah. And I mean, you think you save money when you do vegetables. I mean, perennials can be a whole new ball game. Yeah. And I, I think that um, in addition to saving money, so there's two pieces of this, there's also saving time, but I think with that approach you're describing it, it helps like the the desire to run out in the spring and buy plants, you know? So if we're talking about perennial flowers, as an example, if you have those already planted that previous fall, you remember that and you know, they're going to end up coming up. Right. And so the urge to buy what's first set out in the spring, you know, when it comes to flowers and other things, even maybe, maybe we, it diminishes just a little bit and we can save some money there. And then obviously there's minimal work that you'll need to do that spring that next year after you've planted. Right. You know, so I battled all spring, and, you know, by the time this airs, I'm probably still going to be in the fight, you know, when it comes to starting from let's get my garden ready for the growing year. And yeah. there's nothing better to look out for things that just popped up, decided it was their time to shine. Yeah. Dude, I found, again, two potato plants. Again, that wasn't by design, but I found two potato plants that poked their way out after Chicago's winter. Um, so That's guess crazy. what? 
this gal is Garana. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, and I mean, just to put it in perspective, I, I started a lot of perennials and flowers and stuff in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Because if you've seen any of the YouTube videos, you know I've got a lot of space that I can fill. Mm-hmm. So every year, <clears throat> every year I try and do a little bit more in the winter. But I've figured like if I do it in the summer, I can really focus on it and get a big jump on it. Yeah. Because one, it's usually the wet seasons, so you don't have to water them as much. So then they're established. So then mm-hmm. when it gets spring, you don't have to stay on top of it and water. But also planting them um, and you know building out your your gardens throughout the the entire year, always adding something mm-hmm, in. Mm-hmm. And so by me doing this in the, um, over the winter, growing my perennials, a big, I grew a lot of different flowers. I have not bought one single plant at the store yet this year. Not oh, one. That's awesome. Yeah. I haven't bought any vegetables. I haven't bought any flowers and I've put in no less than 400 plants in my gar in my yard this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, and you know, a lot of them are small. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, like I put, like I did a bunch of dianthus. Yeah. I mean, you know, one plant takes up like two square inches. So, <laughs> you know, I'm planting a lot of them, but mm-hmm. just to put it into perspective, like, just like you said, you can kind of eliminate it because you've planned ahead this time and you've grown all of this. There's no re- reason to go out and do this. Yeah. I've, I'm looking at my garden now and... What I said out loud was like, I I really need some color. So there's a lot of greenery, you know, um, but not quite yet. You know, is there enough color? And you know what makes, you know, what the next step is for me? It makes me want to go out and purchase. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to, but it makes me want to go out and purchase something that's some color that I can add to the garden. Right. I still am working through, um, what the schedule looks like, what the quantity looks like, what the care looks like for flowers and starting them earlier. I have a whole shelf that I basically set up with the idea of it would be filled with flowers and we're still yeah. working towards that. Not quite there yet, but again, starting <clears throat> seeds indoors um, and then being able to take them outside, getting closer to bloom time once they get outside versus them again, it's getting established, still growing greenery and then blooming a little bit later, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, so I need, I'm the opposite. I need more greenery. Mm, really? Yeah. I need more greenery. I think I've done a lot of flowers mm-hmm. and I'm trying to balance it. So mm-hmm. there's that. And I don't know if I can find as, as if there's seeds to do that. I haven't even looked into yeah. it yet. I'm taking a break from my seed starting because it was pretty intense over mm-hmm. the winter. But as we get going, you know, as it gets warmer and warmer, I'll get back into it because, you know, the vegetables take a certain amount of time, but flowers can take a long time to start. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, some of them even need to have a stratification period. So there's that. But it's a good cost savings way to do it. You know, if so, I had done a video this year and I was like, make a three to five year plan for your yard, Mm -hmm. for your space and, you know, try and work on that. So if I do... Let's say I have a three-year. Let's just say I have a five-year plan. If I do seeds in the spring, in the winter, mm-hmm. and in the summer to plan out in spring and fall, then I can cut my time in half. Okay. And by planning it in the fall, I can cut my labor down in watering and maintaining because mm-hmm. it just chills in the fall. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. But you have to plant what's appropriate for your area too, which more than likely is going to be something native. So. Yeah, there is. um, And I'm going to have to mark it down for Leonard. I've not intentionally done it. 
it's been something I've wanted to do, but I've actually not intentionally done it. And I've kind of like stumbled into it, but you know, kind of the overwintering of things. I know it doesn't feel like it's a favorite topic of yours. Um, but I accidentally found, um, uh, spinach that came back up this spring. Um, a cabbage plant that I put into my garden as a transplant, probably August ish. Um, and didn't do much and it actually just got snowed on and snowed on and snowed on once the weather broke you know I can actually see the leaves curling like it's it's gonna form a head baby it's gonna happen Um, so I say that to say I mean that's a strategy that a lot of people use Um, I hear that a lot when it comes to like carrots and things and again my temperature I'm in zone six my temperatures definitely get below freezing you know as a standard throughout the winter Um, so even in this cold climate you know, so it's worth adding that to your list of things to research for your area to see if that's an opportunity for you. Because guess what? It, especially if you're direct sowing, but again, even if it's a transplant, I don't have to tend to that inside, you know, yeah. over the course of the winter or the exactly. you know, early spring. I don't have to worry about hardening it off. I don't have to worry about, you know, I don't have to worry about watering needs much, you know. No, you don't. You don't have to worry about a lot of things mm-hmm. because it's taken care of. And once the snow piles up on it, it's, you know, it's insulated. It's insulated yeah. So you're good to go. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like <clears throat> in my seed journey, you like how I said, didn't say most people in my seed journey, it's, it's always been a battle of like the weather, like get it out in time, get it out in time. Yeah. But when I found that article and I realized, well, hey, maybe I can try something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It really worked out in my favor. And it, I mean, I don't even know how much money I've saved this year in coming, you know, by doing that mm-hmm. because of the, the way the price. Are. I mean, and I've even had some flowers come over winter as well, which I did not expect to overwinter. Yeah. I've had quite a few over winter this year that I did not anticipate at all. So that was a, a nice treat as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. So usually I'll go out and buy annuals to put on my porch and stuff in pots. I haven't really had to do that yet. And I've actually taken and stuck cuttings and perennials in the pots as well mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that they'll just you know they'll just come back and yeah. that can you can fluff them up and put some annuals and stuff around them but between doing cuttings propagating or cuttings however you want to you know say it i'm pretty sure they're the same thing right uh, no i think they're different but we're not gonna hash that out so yeah, okay you know yeah, yeah go ahead <laughs> so between doing that and starting seeds you can start an amazing lush garden with nothing and i mean you can do the cuttings with tomatoes you can do them with um i believe you can do them with melons as well Mm, yeah i mean i think that many of these yeah these plants will form roots once you put them into water or in some cases soil depending on you know how you've cut that plant Um, just depends on how much time you have (laughs) if it (laughs) is worth it yeah so um, I have a um, two pots now. They're in containers. So two containers of hostas, which, you know, it's a pretty traditional, almost like a filler uh, kind of mm-hmm. greenery, if you will. Um, and they originally came from my grandparents' house. Right. So I dug them out of their yard. I right. planted them in my backyard 
knowing that they were perennial, knowing that they would spread, I kind of took them and took them into a corner. I had some concrete laid and I dug them up. Actually, I take that back. When I had my deck done, the folks that were working stepped all over. It was just like in September. So stepped all over the hostas. They just looked pitiful, right? You know, from soil side up, you know, but they weren't done, right? You know, and then I ended up having some concrete laid and so that they couldn't stay in that home anymore. I dug them up, put them in a container. I mean, I'm going to say six, seven, eight, nine years old or something, but for sure the transfer from the soil in ground to the container, they come back every spring, you know, they're, yeah. they're as big, if not bigger than my neighbor who has them in her like in ground space. So, I mean, just find the plant, man. It's, it can happen for you. And then you can take that hosta when it gets big enough and then you can split it mm-hmm. Yep. and you can move it. So I've built out a garden solely off of splitting almost. Mm-hmm. Like I've done, I have asters that are growing, not asters. Oh man, I forgot the name of the plant. Well, yeah, <clears throat> it's on a, I have, a, apparently every year I do a shade garden tour. Mm-hmm. It's like an annual thing and I'm coming up on it, but there's a certain plant which it's just left me, but I've split it last year. And then this fall, I'm going to split it again Mm -hmm. and move, you know, and so I've started building out. I split my hostas and did that same thing. So I've got a whole border now with that. Mm -hmm. I've split my um, flocks in that one. And then I have some ferns as well that probably next year I'll be splitting. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a bed of yarrow that I'm going to be splitting that shoot up flowers. I mean, so these are all fully and you can split them almost whenever you want. I, it's best to wait until the fall or when they're dormant, but you can repot them and put them somewhere. And I mean, who says you got to put a perennial in the ground? You can put it in a pot, like I said, mm-hmm. and you've got maintenance free, you know, building gardens and taking care of it. So that's a big cost savings. Yeah. So for the hostas that I have in the container, um, I basically do nothing with it. Like it gets, they get watered basically. I mean, it's a pretty big size container. I don't know the, the gallons, but probably 15, 16 gallons or something. It's definitely not a 20 gallon. But anyway, I end up watering it if I'm watering other things, right? Um, over the winter, I just, as it gets cold, I just let it die the yeah. foliage right and then in the spring i just let that dead those dead leaves kind of serve as mulch right and then at some point you know i can pull back those dead leaves or pull them up and see the hostas coming up and to your point yeah. like i can even at that stage because they're pretty hardy and a lot of these plants and flowers are um i could dig some out and plant them split them and plant them somewhere else um i yeah. do think that even if you don't have an eye for like what you want that full design to be, you still have an opportunity to try something out because it's just costing you a little bit of elbow grease. You know, there's no money associated with it. And I don't know. I don't think I've ever done that kind of thing, you know, with lilies and things like that and killed, you know, the plant. So I mean, it's probably possible. I'm sure it's possible, but like if you do it slim. at the wrong time and you stress it too bad, for sure. But if you do it at the right time and you plant it and take care of it, mm-hmm. dude, I've, I've, I'm the same as you. I've had some that have been damaged, but they've mm-hmm. always come back. Yeah. Yep. So it's not rocket science. And I know if you're listening to this, as we hit the 20 minute mark, I want to say this. You may be gardening your food and you may say, well, I don't care about flowers, not whatever. Well, you've made it this far. So obviously you do care. And it's a matter of time before you start planning something. Mm-hmm. I just want to tell you because I was the same way <laughs> for a long time. Now, I'm not a huge 
flower gardener, but I want my space to look appropriate and nice and, you know, comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I want it to be inviting. I don't want to have a lush vegetable garden and like a barren land behind it. So, you know, there is that. But if you've made it this far, it's going to be you soon. So just go ahead and get you some flower seeds. And my tip for you is if you're going to start perennials from seed, look up top 10 easiest perennials to start by seed and start there. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the number one way. You're going to find something you like more than likely, and they're going to be easy to germinate with, you know, within reason. You can start a lot of them, and you can really fill out an area. Yep. So, because remember, you want to plant in threes, odd numbers. Or fives or sevens. Or sevens or nines (laughs) or elevens. All right, everybody. Check out the first season of The Backyard Kitchen, Why Don't You? Available on Tubi, and tell us if you live in Canada. We are international. Thank you. See ya. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.